Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the 39th episode of Living a Dream of Transformational Journey podcast. My name is Joe Kalk. I am a life awareness coach, Reiki master, author, and speaker. Today's episode is Manifesting New Home Review of Steps 1 through 5. I'm not alone in having the goal of peace on earth, but my approach is a bit different. I am enlightening the earth from within. During this podcast series, please be open to the possibility that your life can change and improve in ways unimaginable now. In previous episodes, we discussed the dawning of the new age, the Aquarian age, and the transformed world it brings with it starting this year, 2020. This year's podcast presumed the world as we have known it is gradually fading away with more of the newly transformed love-based world unfolding before us every day. Living in this transformed world may require some major shifts and changes in our beliefs, attitudes, actions, and reactions. Each podcast will address one such shift or change and how we can change, can all complete our transformation aligned with the new age. Previous weeks we discussed finding new home within us. The term new home refers to all of our dreams, all 7.7 billion of us interconnected energy beings currently exploring this physical playground called Earth. Manifesting New Home Review In this podcast, I will provide an overview of the first five steps toward physically manifesting new home from within us. These are major steps major shifts in beliefs, thoughts, and actions that deserve another look. And I'll also provide tools and activities to incorporate this information into your life. You've come here in physical form to this place called Earth at this particular and critical time in history to participate in the evolution of our species. Evolution involves change, growth, and replacing the old with the new. The first five steps toward our evolution are reviewed right now. Step one, to participate in the evolution of our species, tell the truth always. This is number two of 16 behaviors of highly evolved beings put, put forth by Neil Donald Walsh in his book, Awaken the Species. We learned in a previous show that we use truth as our first major step towards physically manifesting new home from within us, 
by always telling our truth. What if you had to tell the truth always, every time, all the time, in every situation? That is what is currently called being your authentic self or being honest. Neil Donald Walsh Walsh continues, Tell the truth, but soften your words. We often feel strongly about something, either strongly positive or strongly negative. If we are honest, truthful with ourselves, what we say resonates with what we feel. Some people who are accustomed to hearing only positive affirmations may call your negative statement blunt, judgmental, or rude. However, their reaction may not be as strong if you told the truth in a softened way. Like, I prefer other outfits you have, rather than, yeah, that outfit makes you look fat. Khan elaborates more on what does truth feel like. Quote, the greatest confirmation of truth is through the activity of your nervous system. When a higher truth is noticed, your nervous system is relaxed, your heart is open, you are more likely to forgive than to pass judgment or allow the past to occupy space in your memory. When a lower truth is noticed, your nervous system is triggered into high alert. As a result, your heart shuts down in protection mode where you are more likely to hold grudges and build walls up against your surroundings versus embrace the mercy of forgiveness, unquote. In this way, Matt Kahn introduces the concept of degrees of truth, higher truths and lower truths. So how do you identify something you just thought or said or believed as a higher truth or a lower truth? Knowing that a lower truth keeps you stuck, you don't want to confuse the two. Matt Kahn offers, quote, a useful tool to sift through the lower truths you may be assuming to be higher truths is cultivating the attribute of self-awareness. Truthful to say that there is a lot of greed, corruption, and violence in the world today. While that may be a true statement, it would not be a higher truth because our nervous system is not relaxed. In fact, we are agitated, upset, and angry about the situations we choose to focus on, resulting in an elevated blood pressure, ulcers due to our digestive system being halted, and dis-ease from a shut-down immune system. The truth actually eats away at us from within. That lower truth eats away at us from within. That is the description within which we embrace, defend, and protect, and which keeps us from finding the higher truth and actions that can be taken to reduce the greed, corruption, and violence, rather than just merely witnessing it and becoming enmeshed in it. We choose to stay in fear rather than choose to love the 7.7 billion people who are not like that. The worldview that brings out your best are the truths that are helping you be your best. Similarly, the worldview that brings your ego out to speak and act on your behalf confirm truths that are here to be acknowledged and released along your journey of expansion and growth. Participate in the evolution of our species. Does what they say always. This is number three of 16 Behaviors of Highly Evolved Beings, 
by Neil Donald Walsh in his book, Awaken the Species. Does what they say always. But we learned that accountability is our second major step by always doing what we say. There are three core concepts of holistic living, according to Neil Donald Walsh. One is awareness. Well, we are aware that we are all one as source, all interconnected with each other and the earth. Number two is honesty. We did learn to always tell the truth. And three is responsibility. Mm. This week we learn accountability, doing what we say, which is responsibility. We are actors in this world, this play, and we are expanding our parts, our roles, by changing our beliefs about ourselves and the world. We start by remembering we are all one as source. We are all interconnected with everyone and everything. Hurting another is actually hurting ourselves. Being of service to another is being of service to ourselves. Loving another is loving ourselves. Then we add the dimension of truth, telling the truth always in every situation at all times, being our authentic selves with each other. As we continue to tell the truth, perhaps softened with love and compassion, we find that telling the truth is much easier than creating a lie and hiding behind a mask, a facade of someone we are pretending to be. Being one as source and always telling the truth lead to accountability, acting on your promises and doing what you say you will do always. Strive to be someone who is dependable, honest, and trustworthy. Trust is built on the scaffolding of truth and accountability. Putting it all together, we are one as source, we create our own reality, we always tell the truth, our truth, and we always do what we say. So, what do we say? What do we say to ourselves? We are here on Playground Earth to experience joy, love, contrasts, new experiences, freedom, expansion, sights, sounds, textures, smells, tastes, and to be of service to others. What do we do? Most of us be of service to others, doing what they want us to do, and trying to find joy in what we are doing. Hmm. What do we say? We are manifesting wealth and abundance. What do we do? We doubt that we will ever figure out the key to doing everything right so the abundance will appear. Sound like you? Really seeking abundance of money, time, resources, joy, etc. from a belief in lack and that abundance happens to others but not to us. So we have created a reality where we are victims with big dreams, but never getting what we say we want. Okay, so we've all agreed that it's not working this way. So let's change it. Let's believe in ourselves as creators, not as passive receivers of occasional tokens, but as creators, manifestors, and givers of gifts to ourselves and to others. Step three, to participate in the evolution of our species, does what works. This is number four of the 16 behaviors of highly evolved beings. 
by Neil Donald Walsh from his book, Awaken the Species. We learned that doing what works is our third major step by doing what actually works, not continuing to do what we have always been doing. Evolution involves change, growth, and replacing the old with the new. Part of that change is recognizing when we are doing what we always have done without any view as to whether what we are doing actually works, actually brings about the learning, growth, and transformation we intended. One set of examples is what is being taught in our schools. We teach children to do what the teacher says, get good grades, and learn some skills and memorize some facts that are never really used in life. However, we are not teaching skills that are critical to functioning in the world. For example, we teach statistics as an abstract, but not how to use it when balancing a checkbook or creating a budget. We teach history, but from books written by the victors, avoiding the consequences to those overcome by the victors. We learn the parts of history that select people want us to learn. The victors are always right and justified in their actions. The vanquished are losers or evil and need to be conquered and dominated or eliminated. Darwin's survival of the fittest, making competition, not cooperation, the only way to succeed in this world. We teach our dominion over animals and the earth, not stewardship. We teach that we must fight for what we want. We idolize the men who overcame adversity and went on to gain great fortunes, thus equating money with power, strength, and higher status. We teach gender bias by training boys to be tough, emotionless, and in charge, and by teaching women to be to sew, cook, be polite, and obey. We have seen the results of all this teaching. We have experienced the warring society we have created, yet we do nothing to change the curriculum, to break from the tradition, to tell a different story that improves the realities we have created. In families, we pass down biases, prejudices, bigotries, anger, and hatred toward others to our children, rather than allowing our children to form their own opinions and beliefs. We perpetuate religions that teach that God, source, all that is, is to be feared and must be worshipped in only one way. We teach that ours is the only true religion and all others are evil and must be banished, eliminated from the earth. We teach that a person's value and worth are dependent on the color of their skin, the language they speak, the country of their origin, their religion, what they eat, or any number of other arbitrary comparisons in the complex hierarchy assigned to humanity. We teach that women are weaker than men and need to be cared for or exploited. We teach that it is permissible to attack an entire culture based on the presumed actions of a single member of that culture. We teach that there is a master or teacher who knows everything, teaching those who know nothing. We allow ourselves to bury our own beliefs, thoughts, and dreams under the beliefs, thoughts, and dreams of another person to whom we have surrendered all of our personal power. 
All this and more have led to the violent, fractured, tribalized conclaves of humanity, filled with distress, hatred, fear, and thoughts of annihilation. So, what works? Allow children to be children. Allow everyone to express themselves in their own manner. As a parent, recognize that your values, opinions, and beliefs are your own and not to be forced on your children. Allow your children to form their own values, opinions, and beliefs based on their own experiences and knowledge. Understand that most of a child's beliefs are imprinted on them from birth to the age of seven and allow the children to develop their own beliefs to retain the love, joy, and positive self-aspects with which they were born. Allow your children to grow up in the new love-based world that is manifesting now. The best teacher doesn't create good students. The best teacher inspires others to become good teachers. Share your knowledge with others as one way to view reality. Allow others to express their own knowledge as another way of viewing reality. We are all one as source. We were all born with everything we need to be happy and live a life of joy. Let's not bury that in others by teaching our beliefs as the only true beliefs. We are all here to experience joy, choose among contrasts, be of service to others, and steward the earth. There's a Neil Donald Walsh quote that I slightly modified for this podcast. We are all one, each expressing our uniqueness. Ours is not a better way, nor the only way. Ours is merely another way. Our story is changing. We are transforming internally, and we are manifesting the evolution of humanity. Step four, to participate in the evolution of our species, self-regulate their behavior. That's number five of the 16 Behaviors of Highly Evolved Beings by Neil Donald Walsh from his book, Awaken the Species. We learn to self-regulate our thoughts, beliefs, emotions, and actions as our first, fourth major step toward physically manifesting new home by treating each other as the source we all are. What do we mean by self-regulate? Well, most of us already self-regulate our thoughts, beliefs, and actions. We honestly pay our taxes. We control our anger. We believe in live and let live. We don't hurt each other or animals, and so forth. We all were born filled with love, joy, and positive self-attributes. What if we never had to bury them? What if we're taught that to love ourselves is not selfish? What if we realize that we are all connected as one as source? What if we understood that, that the true golden rule, do unto others as you do unto yourself, actually means what it says, that what you do to others, you do to yourself? What if we no longer lived in fear? What if we recognize this reality as the love-based world it truly is? What if everyone on earth became enlightened? We would not have wars because we would not see we because we would see that we are all equal and unique. Violence at every level would disappear from the planet. In this new love-based world, parents no longer abuse their children. 
so the children grow up with their love, joy, and positive self-attributes with which they were born intact. Another major concept to remember is that there is no right and there is no wrong. There are only things we prefer and things we don't prefer. We can choose not to prefer to interact with someone with whom we do not resonate, while also loving them as being one as source with us. As we all remember, we are source in a bodysuit, just playing in physicality. We no longer need anything. We have whatever we want. We exercise our free will to choose differently. We choose love, not fear. We choose joy, not suffering. Now, back to self-regulate. Many of us already self-regulate. Others are learning, actually relearning, how to do so. We have already explored some of the most important parts of self-regulation. Tell the truth always. Do what you say you're going to do. And do what works. Often, merely the recognition of ourselves as one as source is sufficient to remove the belief in isolation, an us-versus-them mentality, a feeling of lack, jealousy, greed, and anger. Being one as source means that everyone is equal, unique, and worthy of love, and all are connected within source. All of our energy can now be directed toward our joy, our play on playground earth, and fulfilling our dreams in a physical cause and effect environment. Earth becomes a true heaven. Our story is changing, we are transforming internally, and we are manifesting the evolution of humanity. One of the core practices of the teachings of Dr. Joe Dispenza has been, quote, to guide and enable people to self-regulate so that they can change their emotional states at will. That is, to practice being less of a victim to life and more of a creator in life. And central to mastering this practice is heart and brain coherence, unquote. In a much earlier podcast, we discussed the three brains in the bodysuit, the cranial brain, the heart brain, and the gut brain, and the importance of choosing inner guidance of all three brains working together. Thus, we have taken Dr. Dispenza's, quote, heart and brain coherence, unquote, one step further with heart, brain, gut coherence. So why is this relearning and remembering necessary? When we, as Source itself wearing billions of bodysuits, entered this physical playground, it was essential to forget where we came from, to physically experience all of the many emotions that life has to offer. When we begin to awaken to the creative power that exists within us as Source, we can master and change those emotions towards higher thoughts, which will take us to new adventures and experience. Or, as Dr. Joe states, quote, When we master our emotions, we master our creations, unquote. And step five, to participate in the evolution of our species, does not experience insufficiency. There is no lack. This is number six of 16 Behaviors of Highly Evolved Beings by Neil Donald Walsh in his book, Awaken the Species. Self-sufficient is our fifth major step toward physically manifesting new home from within us by always doing, 
saying, acting, and behaving from the feeling that we have everything we need. There is no lack. We have everything we need to be happy, loved, loving, joyful, and content within us right now. We need not wait nor expect it to come from outside us. What do we mean by self-sufficiency? Self-sufficiency is having everything you need, recognizing that there is an abundance of everything everywhere. There is no lack. Self-sufficiency is wrapped into Abraham Hicks' definition of world peace. Quote, world peace means everybody getting to choose what they want and everyone having the potential of achieving it. Unquote. We have not quite reached world peace. There's still some fighting over limited resources, which truly are not limited, but it is improving every day. We are moving toward world peace by the changes within each of us. As Bashar states, quote, abundance becomes unlimited once you love yourself to the fullest and highest capability. Once you're loving yourself in each moment, you therefore create a trust in life because you have now reached the state of being where you are allowing life to better assist you in all possible ways. All you have to do is allow life to bring you all that you desire. And that is what being fully abundant really is all about, to trust and to allow, unquote. Practice recognizing that there is no lack. We all have everything we need. It is our belief in limited resources that causes us to feel we lack what we need. Does this sound impossible? How can all 7.7 billion of us on planet Earth have enough of everything? Not sure you believe I say about this? How about hearing what Neil Donald Walsh has to say? These are the basic wisdoms by Neil Donald Walsh. One, we are all one. Two, there's enough. Three, there's nothing we have to do. And then there are five fallacies about life. One, human beings are separate from each other. Two, there's not enough of what human beings need to be happy. Three, to get the stuff of which there is not enough, human beings must compete with each other. Now, this is Darwin's survival of the fittest. Four, some human beings are better than other human beings. Um, This is like Animal Farm. All animals are equal, but some animals are more equal than others. Mm -hmm. And five, it is appropriate for human beings to resolve severe differences created by all the other fallacies by killing each other. Again, Darwin's survival of the fittest, or those who live longest. If we look deeply within ourselves, we might find that the dreams of an ideal and peaceful world are actually both a distant memory of what we once experienced millennia ago and an intuitive image of what is now beginning to happen on Earth. Our longing to return to this ideal world is actually a yearning to, find, to finally return home to this beautiful world emerging before us. Story is changing. We are transforming internally, and we are manifesting the evolution of humanity. It all starts within you. What if you were the only one who had to change for your world to change? What if you were the only one who had to change for your world to change? In the 
interest of time, I'm going to skip over the um, the exercises um, you, uh, because they'll be in the full program. But you're welcome to visit my website at www.joecalk.com. That's www.jo-calk.com. Um, Blog Talk Radio saves all of the episodes, and they're also available on iTunes and Stitcher under the title Living a Dream. The next podcast is my final podcast in this series. Um, I have decided that um, I have shared the information that I can, and now I'm just going to enjoy this new world. And I'll have a closing statement uh, next week, so please join me um, next Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Until then, this is Joe Calk signing off with blessings to all of us dreamers on our transformational journey. Good night.